Hello, welcome to Tan's Behind the Scenes episode. First things first, you may notice that I'm not 100% in this recording. Um, and I feel like I should come clean about that one early. I'm not feeling so hot for this one, so it's pretty chill, it's very relaxed, and Tan and I have known each other for some time, so we're very comfortable sitting in silence together. So the BTS uh, episode is much more heavily edited than they usually are. This is a very fun discussion. Um, the creativity section at the end is really cool. I do say some stupid crap. I get one Disney movie mixed up with another Disney movie and Tan is such a delight that they just don't correct me at all. They just let me just let me do it. <laughs> so I hope you catch that moment and um you can really you can really give me some shit for it later. But other than that, please enjoy. Here we go. Do one thing. <laughs> cool. I will also I'm adding like markers to the recording so I know where stuff is. Okay. But anyway, um, did you want to start at the, at the just the top one and do gender discovering sure. uh, your gender identity? We did speak previously about whether or not you view yourself as trans. Yeah, just because I I did for you know five or six mm -hmm. years of my life, I did identify as uh, trans mask and mm -hmm. trans, and like my partner at the time uh, was also trans, is trans, mm -hmm. I should say. <laughs> um, and like a bunch of my friends in college also were, and yeah, it uh, it it was nice to have such a big group when yeah. I was when I was like still trying to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just like went through all of my life just not feeling like a girl, like ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Just not feminine ever, mm. you know. I was described as a tomboy growing up. I roughhoused with all the boys all the time, and mm. you know, as I grew up, I got upset that I could no longer roughhouse with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have? Because I know uh, I had the experience of extremely early figuring out that I definitely wasn't a boy, but that was kind of as far as I got. I was just like, okay, I'm not the gender that's been assigned to me, but I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, definitely felt that, like, when I was younger and, you know, didn't know anyone in the LGBT, mm. in, like, plus community. Um, and, like, that's that's hard. Mm. <laughs> Just being like, well, I'm not this, but I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know what to do about it or if there's anything yeah. I can do about it. Yeah, because it used to... For me, the big the big one was when someone would say, you know, like an adult would say, "We're like, oh, that's because you're a boy," um, you know. Like I would do something and be like, "Oh yeah, boys do that," and I'm like, "But okay." Uh, and it yeah. would. I knew it didn't work. I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I I had a big problem with um, like man spreading, even as a child. And mm. <laughs> I remember always being corrected on that, just like, girls don't sit like that. And I'd be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so funny, because I used to sit like with my legs crossed, and boys used to be like, does that not hurt? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I, I remember being frustrated when, like, 
puberty happened and mm. it just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't what I thought was going to happen. Um, my chest developed very early and I mm. was very well endowed and mm. that unfortunately uh, changed a lot of how people saw me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not, not really easy to present like mask uh, before I had any idea what a binder was. Um, yeah. You know, with, with a triple E chest mm. at 13. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I had a reduction when I was 17 and mm. uh, my family and doctors would not allow me to go to the size I wanted. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they want to make it best for your body type. Uh-huh. And, and you know, in my head, I'm like, I, I don't want any of it. <laughs> yeah. I just, could you give me like the smallest a cup you can? please mm. uh they were like no we're gonna we're gonna put you in a c and by the time i had healed and like stopped growing because i was only 16 um yeah. i leveled back out to essentially a double d and i'm just like uh yeah <laughs> this is not what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> what i tend to ask uh uh in this section is if there's like a, like a big moment that you remember that made you think that you were, at the time, either you thought that you were trans or gender nonconforming or that there was something to it that you needed to figure out. Yeah. I, I was like maybe 14 and uh, one of my mom's friends, like close friends, came out as trans and mm. he was explaining it to me and... It was essentially the first time I had heard of it, and I was just like, "You, you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you like that's a thing." <laughs> and I remember I reached out to him uh, on Facebook like right away, and he talked to me all about it, and it was very cool. And I was just like, "Yeah, that. This sounds like something I could do, or like would want to do, so mm. I could like be more comfortable in myself." Um, and I remember when I w like approached my doctor cause I, I made an appointment to see my family doctor to talk about, mm. uh, hormones and stuff uh, just to like start that process. Because at the time, uh, my partner was going through, uh, trying to get on hormones and, uh, he went through like months and months of, um, seeing therapists, <laughs> Mm. To, so they could make sure that it was what he really wanted. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my doctor also wanted me to do that. and But I remember when I told her, she just kind of laughed at me and was like, mm, I don't think that's you. I think you should sit on it for a few years and, like, think about it more then. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, really, really let puberty do a number on you and then, yeah. then really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky because I I knew I was trans and then a couple of weeks later I was like, okay, I'm just going to start buying hormones. Because it was very clear that I wasn't going to get any help from our health system. 
So I just thought, well, I got to do this myself. So I started looking it up and I thought, well, I'll just take estrogen because that'll like slow things down a bit. And now I take estrogen and blockers and it's, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, this was just like this, this deep rooted feeling for a really Mm. long time. The like earliest memory is like playing in the like little kiddie pools, uh, in the summertime with all the neighborhood kids and just like being confused why I couldn't just wear shorts. Yeah. Like why? I don't, I don't have anything at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, just like, you know, little boys talking about, (laughs) talking about, you know, boy things. Mm. Got ridiculed a lot because like I couldn't quite, talk about the same things yeah um hilariously i actually don't know what you mean when you say <laughs> boy things <laughs> my mind went completely blank i was just like uh <laughs> that's that's totally fine <laughs> no but that that is a that is a uh that is a funny one because like swimming and like you know being in a pool or like a, a a water park or something you start getting the feeling that you're doing something wrong uh or that you're being made to do things that you don't really need to be doing um yeah i remember going to a like a water park when i was a kid and i accidentally bumped into people i knew and i had this sudden feeling that i needed to like cover my chest <laughs> <laughs> like even as a kid i was like I need to stand here with my arms folded. I don't know why, but like it was, it just made me feel uncomfortable. And yeah, now I'm not at all. Like (laughs) now that I have boobs, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, they're just boobs. But before I had them, I was like, no, don't look at my chest. (laughs) No, I think, I think swimming in particular is, is a difficult one for, you know, trans people, even, you know, when they get older uh, and maybe they've had hormones or maybe they've, you know, done things that help, it's still kind of tough. Uh, mostly because of, you know, the way that people treat trans people generally. It makes it yeah. quite scary to go swimming, um, which is why I've never been since starting hormones. And long before then, because it wasn't really my thing anyway. But, um, God, what were you talking about? I'm rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Just like early childhood. Mm. Boy things. (laughs) Boy things. Oh, yeah, boy things. That was what threw me. (laughs) I don't know what those are. Well, you know, like... I wanted to know what they were, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah. being, being raised as, as a girl, I, mm. di- I did not experience those things. And little boys are incredibly secretive and are they? no well, they girls allowed. To you. Yeah. No, to me, they were like, let me tell you about these things. I was like, stop. I don't want to know. <laughs> Please. No. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> no it's Kids funny the, yeah because oh. even adults are like that because i was listening back to a podcast recording i did with uh joey and he's a trans man and he lives in england uh 
and he said that one of the things that he noticed was that he's suddenly everyone's mate. Everyone calls him mate. Huh. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I grew up with that of like men calling me mate. Um, yeah. And like instantly being very chummy with me and it always made me uncomfortable. But now I don't get it anymore because I'm too confusing. Um, <laughs> and it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's much better. But it's it's the way that people will look at you and be like, okay, you're this. So that means that I need to behave this way around you. Yeah. Um, and when you're a kid, it's super confusing because you haven't had that like locked into your head yet. Um that there is a way to talk to women and that there is a way to talk to men. Um, when you're a kid, it's super confusing. Uh, and then as you get older, you kind of learn to accept it. But it's kind of helpful in a way because it makes you realize, like, oh, I don't, really, I don't really hang around with these kinds of people because I don't understand. Yeah. It's easy to, like, distance yourself. <laughs> When you don't understand, uh, yeah. like, how people are speaking or how they expect you to speak. Yeah. Uh, I found that, uh, like, particularly at family gatherings, like, when I would try and force myself to hang out with the man in the family, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what they were talking about. And they would slowly kind of push me out because mm. I was, like, annoying and difficult because I didn't <laughs> understand what they were doing or, like, what they were talking about. Um but I think that's that's a thing that can kind of help with, mm-hmm. you know, making you realize what you are to you. Um, would you describe yourself as gender nonconforming? Yeah, I mm. I don't perceive myself on either side anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I wish it was easier for everyone else to not perceive me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would the like terrifying to just, ordeal of being known. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to not be perceived. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and uh, Sarah have that same kind of like, I am a forest creature kind of vibe. <laughs> we do. Many it's plans extreme, to just It's like, extremely cool. <laughs> many plans to just run off into the woods with them. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's actually really interesting to me because for a good while before I like came out as trans, I mm. tried really hard to to be somewhere feminine. <laughs> mm. Just to be like, can I do this? I was always just like solo maintenance trying to be femme. Like I could not figure out things to do with my hair, so I just had emo kid hair that was messy mm. and you know <laughs> required nothing but a straightener <laughs> um makeup was always pretty basic still is pretty basic i never do like a full face um that that is mostly true but your eye makeup is pretty wild it's very cool thank you i've been trying to play with more colors in the last mm. like year or two like I, I would only ever do like a dark black yeah. or dark red smoky eye and like that's that was what it. I do <laughs> yeah I'm like I only do my waterline pretty much and then like <laughs> a little bit on the edge sometimes and it's just black there's no color involved it's scary playing with color <laughs> yeah 
It's kind of like doing eye makeup reminds me a little bit of shaving my legs because I always do one and I'm like, oh, I did it. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, there's another one. Oh, no. Oh, and it has to match as well. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, but being perceived, like, I find that interesting because I tried really hard to be femme and then... Mm. After I came out, I I kind of tried to be androgynous for a little while. Like mm. I wasn't I wasn't quite confident enough to commit to trying to look fully masculine. Yeah. Um, like my wardrobe wasn't there, and I didn't have the money to spend, so it was just like yeah. <laughs> I I got to do what I can. We're gonna play <laughs> in the middle here for a little bit. <laughs> um, and one of the most like nerve wracking experiences for me was uh, I had already started college uh, mm. when I was like starting to wear binders and try and look a little more masculine. Um, and my partner was uh, just graduating high school and I skipped my my prom and like my dinner dad group, dinner uh, dance because like mm. I, I just didn't give a shit. I, I didn't care about anyone I was graduating with. Um, and I just, I didn't want to go. My mom mm. really wanted me to wear a big princess dress. And I was just like, mm, nope. Mm. I, I do not want to. Uh, but I went to his in a button-up shirt, a binder, a tie, and some jeans. Yeah. Um, and my hair was very short. Like, not quite shaved head, but, you know, it, it was short. Um. Mm. And that, that was just, like, such a nerve-wracking experience because he was dressed, like, in a tux and we were, like, one of the, the only very openly loud LGBT couples at, yeah. at the grad. And, uh, like, there there were people just, like, talking about us and being catty the entire time. Mm. Um, and it was incredibly, incredibly nerve-wracking. Um, and now, now I'm just kind of like, huh... I, I'd like to be, I think I'd like to be a little more masculine looking than I am. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm still debating if hormones is something I'd like to do. Cause like, yeah. I've, I've always really wanted a beard and I'm told <laughs> that that's not a normal. That's, that's not what thought. cis people think. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm just like, man, I'd look so fucking good with a beard. Mm. Um, are we talking big pirate beard or like, or like a goatee? I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I just like, <laughs> I just think of a beard and I'm like, yes, <laughs> any beard, <laughs> just <Wow>. beard. <laughs> just beard. Yeah, yeah. again, an another opposite because I'm like, please, no beard in any shape. None of it, please. <laughs> I remember I used to weird out a lot of my partners because they'd always be like, if you could do one thing, what would it be? And I'd be like, I would grow a fabulous handlebar mustache. <laughs> and like a lot of people just didn't know how to respond to that. They were like, um, but, but why? And I'd be like, I just really want one. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I, I, mean, I had like, that with boobs. I think. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just really want boobs. 
I just really want them. I just really want boobs. <laughs> like, I had a beard, I think, at that kind of time, like, when I was at school. And I was getting, like, more muscular. And people were like, oh, you know, what do you want to look like? I'm like, I don't know, but like Charlie's Theron. <laughs> yes. Those are the vibes, though. Those are the vibes. Um, I think I'll probably just loop this into coming out because that, that seems mm-hmm. easy. <laughs> okay. Well, we can do <laughs> coming seems... out now if you want. Yeah. I was going to say that that seems like a, a good segue for me. Okay. Um, I don't like having to talk like big news to someone's face. I genuinely don't. It stresses yeah. me the fuck out. So I, I don't know about you, but I, I have it drilled into me to never make a fuss or be a problem. So yeah. I, I can't yeah. do the like sit, sit down talk no, with people. I can't. I, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hard nope out of a lot of those. Um, my mom's been pretty gracious about that my entire life. We've always just had like a, if you have something you have to tell me, but you can't tell me, like, just send me a text message. Send mm. me a message on Facebook, you know, just mm. write it out and send it to me. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I did. I, I spent like a week going over this, this like message, trying to yeah. figure out the right words to, to tell my mom that uh, her darling beautiful baby girl is, is not a baby girl mm. <laughs> and does not want to be like viewed that way at all ever again. Um, she didn't talk to me for two weeks. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we lived in the same house and, and uh, like she didn't really say anything to the message. And then, and then she just kind of like hid out in her room for two weeks and, and I didn't hear from her. And, uh, uh, I remember I was able to, like, actually tell my stepdad, but it was a very broken telling mm. him. I, I, it was kind of just me, like, half crying, being like, so you know how I'm a girl? He's like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not a girl. <laughs> and he, he was just like, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my mom eventually... Uh, came out and like she wanted to be very accepting but she was having a hard time and I remember I asked her why I was like nothing mm. has changed like I'm still me I am still mm. the same person um and she she just like looked at me with tears in her eyes and was like you have essentially just dropped a nuke the size of Hiroshima on my life and I remember just looking at her like what what? Mm. How, how does this affect your life? Question mark. <laughs> like, what's the bad part of this for you? Hmm. Yeah. It took her a while, but uh, she did eventually like use he, him for me and mm. uh, wasn't quite comfortable calling me son so she just chose child or like you know kiddo and I was fine with that that was fine (laughs) (laughs) um I told a couple of like my aunts and uncles that live on the other side of Canada Mm. um they were all very accepting they were just like okay if you know if that's what'll make you happy all right 
um, I think it was easy for them to accept because I live on the other side of Canada <laughs> and I have mm. not seen many of them in a really long time. So yeah, they don't have that like everyday preconceived notion of yeah. who you are and what they want you to be. They don't have to. You just turn up sometimes, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we we did not tell uh, essentially any of my mom's side of the family for a very long time, and even then, like most of them only know now because I'm very loud about it on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm old enough now where if you're going to ask me, I don't have to talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, coming out, like, at the time I was still dating that partner who was in his transition, Mm -hmm. uh, like a good way by that point. Um, Mm. I loved watching his little baby beard grow. I was so excited for him. (laughs) 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 um same with like all of my friends who were on hormones like i i was genuinely so excited for all of them when like they started getting beards and and you know started seeing like exciting things Mm. um did you get to just out of interest did you get to be there for any voice cracking (laughs) all of it for that partner all of it and uh, he he was doing monthly video vlogs as well, so mm-hmm. if that was very cool to like go back and view those with him. Like anytime he was feeling dysphoric, that's what we would do because there were just so many changes as the months went mm. on, and it was very helpful to like remind him of how far he'd already come. Yeah, and just to, like you know, it's only going to keep going it's only going to keep getting better from here (laughs) yeah i didn't do anything like that but i did take a like before pick um of me like stood in front of like a full-length mirror but that's about as close to that as i got well still that's like that'll i I was very fat and unhappy at the time (laughs) so i I, it was like a body type that i'd never had before and i was like like just looking at the photo you're like oh god they look so sad (laughs) (laughs) but no but now I I look back at like younger photos of me and they're like a different person in some photos of me when I was like 15 I look more like a lesbian then than I do now (laughs) Uh, I had like really short like uh middle parted hair I was very skinny (laughs) and I didn't have any facial hair (laughs) <laughs> I used to wear a lot of tartan, uh, like plaid shirts, <laughs> like all the time, uh, which I would do if I had any, but I had to give all of my shirts away because I couldn't get them on over my boobs anymore. <laughs> so that is a, a struggle for button up shirts, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. Like, you don't have to tell me, I know all about it now. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was awful for me for a while. Because, mm. <laughs> like, I I didn't wear binders for very long. I just honestly couldn't deal with it. And maybe I could yeah. now. Like, maybe they're better now. But the mm. first ones I had were were so difficult for me to wear. And, like, I already have some breathing problems. Yeah. <laughs> Things compressing my rib cage is a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> I have button-up shirts. I... So I tried 
really hard to be one of those girls that like wear the you know the the plaid button-up shirt with like a graphic tee and like some leggings and I every time I had the button-up shirt on I'd just be like nope (laughs) (laughs) no nope this means I should do that I need some leggings (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. I I remember one time I like I went to Old Navy and I had the outfit in mind. This was like when I worked at Old Navy, so I knew mm. all the stock. It was like I was going in before my shift and I had a plan. There was a whole outfit <laughs> that I was going to buy and it was going to be great because it was like the, this this perfectly on trend femme outfit that yeah. I've seen so many women buy. So I was just yeah. like, yes. This oh, will do God. it. Yeah. Look, guys, I'm doing it. Look, look, I'm doing femme. Look at me, I'm doing femme. See? That was exactly what it was. And I like, I went into the change booth and I took pictures and I was just like, see, I'm doing the thing. But I yeah. fucking hated how it looked. I was just like, no, I can't do it. No, I did that with being masked. But instead of clothes, I was just a huge dick. And I was like, see, boy things. Right. Oh. <laughs> right, guys. Yeah. Uh, how was um, how was coming out to like friends? If you had to do any coming out to friends, I did. Like most of my friend group at the time w- was part of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. So for a lot of people, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. But I definitely had like a few friends who like so I live 45 minutes away from Vancouver most of my LGBT friends were in Vancouver and I lived in Maple Ridge which is like this little podunk farm town (laughs) 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 yeah um you know I had good friends out here but like when I was in college, I did not talk to any of my high school friends anymore. We just all drifted apart. None of us were going to the same school. None of us were doing mm. the same thing. Um, but I remember, like, a couple of them had reached out when they started seeing some stuff on Facebook. And, uh... Mm. Uh, I had, you know, I had a couple friends... You know, I, I say friends in air quotes here. Yeah. <laughs> friends... Um, who essentially were just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I can hang out with you anymore. And I was just like, mm. um, but, but why? Like once yeah. again, just <laughs> the like, trash takes itself out. Yeah. You know, now definitely. But then I was just yeah. like, but why? Mm. <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and you know, one of them was like, that's just too weird for me. Like, you should, you're perfect as you are, blah, blah. And I was just like, uh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> if I'm perfect yeah. as I am, then why do I want to change the way I am? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like perfection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I definitely experienced um, some homophobia from people, transphobia, um, when coming out, just like, mm. you know, I got called some slurs and, mm. you know, told to go kill myself and a bunch of other really great things. Yeah. yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. You know, all, all the good stuff. Mm. Um, 
funny enough, I wasn't as upset about those ones. Like, the people who told me to go kill myself, I was just like, well... <laughs> yeah, when, when, pe- when people are that <laughs> awful, it's very easy to be like, oh, you're terrible. Okay. Yeah. And then it, it really takes the edge off because you're just kind of like, oh, I, I clearly don't care about you or what yeah. you think because you're just terrible. Oh, okay. Well, now I don't have to be polite anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you to fuck <laughs> off because you just told me to kill myself. So, yeah. like, <laughs> the, exactly. the gloves are off at this point. You took them off. Yeah. I, uh, um, I remember I got, like, outed once at a, at a family thing. We had a bunch of family mm. over for, like, a, a barbecue, and it was a bunch of the family that we hadn't told yet, and you know, I had been misgendered all day and I was getting very grumpy about it. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, my, my partner at the time was there and he was also getting very grumpy about them misgendering me because they all knew about him and were fine with his pronouns and him being trans and, yeah. you know, they had no issues with him, but, <laughs> ah. um, so, you know, he was also getting grumpy and he, uh, he just like, he said something to one of my aunts and was just like, it, it's shitty that you guys can accept me, but, but not tan, you know, mm. like, and none of them understood. And one aunt was like, well, we're fine with tan being gay. And it, and it, it was just like, Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're fine with that. Cool. Oh. Glad we cleared that one up anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good um mm. but yeah it it came out that that uh <clears throat> that i was also trans and the rest of the barbecue was super awkward and uh i totally got called like a a dyke and a tranny by two of my aunts before they left and it was just like whoop great cool <laughs> thanks amazing yeah <laughs> thanks for that yeah that's exactly what i needed and you know um it was like anything that happened in the family was just something that never got talked about again you know yeah yeah like nobody brought it up ever again yeah yeah that's a very um it's a very family thing yeah yeah someone doing something awful and then you just kind of forget about it quote-unquote you know, you'd, everyone forgets and you move on because yeah. family and uh, it ain't it. It it's is not. not. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm pretty glad that I'm at a point now where I can just be like, mm, you're having a get together. Yeah, I don't I don't really want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really get invited to them anymore. So I, I have that kind of like, well, if I just keep my mouth shut, I'm by default not coming. So Fair. I don't even have to say no. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because like my my mom definitely did put in some some effort uh, when I was trying to look more mask, and mm. now that I've now now that I'm like you know, going for <laughs> androgynous, whatever. Mm. Um, there, there's none. I think they've all just like assumed that I've floated back to being okay with them. And mm. eh, that's still not it. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did notice that I got gendered correctly. If I put makeup on, which just pissed me off more. Um, 
because it's just annoying. Because it's yeah, like, you shouldn't it, have it, to it, do it, anything. Yeah, because it kind of shows that it's like. That people view it as like a performance, and when you're in character, they'll call yeah. you the pronouns you want. But then when you don't wear makeup, you're not in character anymore. So, yeah, yeah, it's really uh. frustrating. Do you <laughs> want to move on to like dysphoria or family or anything like that? Uh, sure. We're kind of already, you know, chatting oh, about well, family. Yeah. Um, do you want to- I'll probably have to cut this up anyway. So should we do? <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to talk about about family? Um, not really. No, I, it, it felt pretty well covered. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go back and find that. That's fine. Um, yeah. Do you want to do dysphoria? Sure. Okay. Uh, so dysphoria, I named it dysphoria, but... <laughs> Uh, you can talk about gender dysphoria. In fact, it's encouraged. Gender euphoria instead of gender dysphoria. Um, we've already talked about, like... Oh, what did we talk about when I asked you what the big thing was? <laughs> like, God damn it. I'm operating at, like, 10% brain capacity recently. It's very frustrating. Um, Burnout is real. It is. Um, we talked about things like, because uh, you, you dodged prom, which was a, which was a pro gamer move, I must say, because I did I, not dodge prom and it was an absolute disaster. I felt terrible. I dodged mine and I went to my partners on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was stressful, but you know, it was like one of the things that I was glad I did. Yeah. Cause I had multiple proms and i wore like a proper suit to the first one and i felt terrible um and then for the second one i wore what i would normally kind of wear which was like plaid shirt jeans (laughs) which is like way more my thing and that was okay i didn't really think about it so much but yeah um as someone who is uh non-binary do you find that there are things that are kind of like too mask or too femme as well? Or is it just kind of like people assuming that uh, you're a girl that really hurts? Like, do people perceive me too mask or too femme? Well, not, not, the, not the way that people perceive you, but kind of like maybe you've tried on some clothes or, uh, you know, you've tried some stuff out and it's been too mask. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was uh, something I struggled with both times I had shaved my head. Um, mm. Like, I, I enjoy various parts of it, but I mm. often found that, like, anything I wore felt a little too mask or um, wearing, like, hats especially just felt, like, mm. very mask with mm. the very short hair. <laughs> yeah. And that worked for, like, days that I wanted to feel more mask, but mm. it, uh, overall, it, it, like, made me a little uncomfortable. Just yeah. because, like, I could tell that certain people around me were uncomfortable by how I looked. And just, like, sometimes that gives me life, and other times that makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, because I... 
one of the times that I mentioned in, in a previous episode was I remember getting out of my car and hearing a kid in their front garden say, Mummy, is that a boy or a girl? And being like, yes, bitch. Just because I thought it was cool, not because I'm non-binary and I want to look androgynous. I was just like, that's such a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Like my hair is at a point now where it's very shaggy, and I feel like I'm, mm. I'm just I've just fallen back into femme. Okay. Unless I like purposely brush it out of my face or, like, pull it back somehow. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's already at a length where I'm just like, hmm. I feel like most people are perceiving me as woman again. Hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about? Uh, photos of yourself. It's interesting. I, mm. I like, I take a lot of pictures. Um, mm. Most of them don't ever see the light of day or anyone else's eyes, to be honest. Yeah. Just like if I feel good at all, I try to take a picture because it's like, oh, I felt good. Why did I feel good that day? Like, yeah. What? what was doing it for me here. Um, mm. I find that in most pictures, I end up looking very feminine no matter what I do. And I think that may just be the way I've like trained myself to take photos essentially. Yeah. Um, like it also, it falls into this weird gray area of like what I find attractive in myself essentially yeah um and it, it, like my chest no matter what causes me a lot of uh dysphoria looking at yeah. in pictures i've just i've come to a point in my life where i'm just like you know what i don't even like i don't even like if if the titties look nice like it just mm. like it does not look good to me <laughs> yeah um the more i think about it the more i i would like to uh start looking into a chest surgery. Mm -hmm. I don't, I wonder, I'm very torn on how people would perceive me with like a flat chest. Mm. Cause like I, I'm, I'm also plus size. So I mean, <laughs> that hasn't been mentioned yet. And that also yeah. puts like a whole other veil of how people look at me and perceive yeah. me. Like another that thing that came up in Joey's podcast. I only remember this cause I've listened to it recently to edit. Um, was that we were talking about how androgyny is for thin people. 100%. Um, and that, you know, if you're overweight or plus size or just big, you can just not be perceived as androgynous by a lot of people. It's very um, hard. Yeah, 100%. And, like, a lot of that comes down to clothing. Uh, fat phobia is alive and well in clothing. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it also, like, unfortunately just comes down to how certain body types carry weight. Mm. Um, like, for people, non-binary folks who aren't on uh, hormones at all, like, shapewear is an option, but that may mm. not always give you what you're looking for. Um, and, like, even if I even if I got rid of my chest and had a very flat chest, I mm. still have like very curvy hips, which I don't mm. mind. But if I wear anything like a little tight, you'll see that. And most people will just immediately assume curvy is, is female. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got one. We got one. We got one on the podcast. We got a where in the podcast. <laughs> we got one 44 minutes in. <laughs> I was holding. I was trying. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how often I say it in daily life. <laughs> no, one of the... Uh, you know, because there, there are markers that people will see and it will override all of the other kind of gender vibes that you're giving off. Like, if I wear a dress and I'm wearing makeup, if people see facial hair on me, I will get mask out of people. They will say, sir, they'll say, you know... There are certain things I've found uh, for me, like facial hair is a big one. Like that is like a hard indicator for a lot of people and it overrides a lot of things. And I feel like the worry about the, the wide hips or uh, anything kind of in that area is kind of related to that where if people you know, they, they only need the one thing that they perceive to be very femme or very mask. Yeah. And then, then they're in, they're sold, they're, they've got the ticket in, they're going to go for sir or ma'am, depending on, like, that one thing, ignoring everything else. Yeah. Which is, like, super unfortunate. Yeah. I, um, I, a couple of my friends, like, one of them thought it was very interesting, so, like, uh, my friend Oscar, I worked with him in animation, right? We worked mm-hmm. in the same studio, and uh, through the pandemic, I've started playing computer games with him and his partner, Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not met Becky in person yet, so when, I, when we were first talking about like the, the three of us playing games, mm-hmm. I kept using they pronouns for Becky because mm-hmm. Oscar had never told me, like, yeah. and I didn't ask because I hadn't been talking to her yet and he noticed that and he was like why do you keep using they them for becky becky is you know a she her Mm. and i was like oh okay like i it's just something that i've started doing where if i'm not sure or if i haven't heard someone tell me or like Mm. heard someone else properly using pronouns i will just use neutral pronouns like until i've had an opportunity to ask (laughs) yeah i i used to be pretty bad at uh, at using they them just to, uh, just as like a hard habit because a lot of politeness is based on gendering someone correctly. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, I've had politeness beat into me, so <laughs> I'm really worried about like, you know, if, if if someone doesn't like the fact that I'm not calling them ma'am or not calling them sir mm. or something like that, especially in service, like when I was doing service work. Um, so that kind of makes me get into the headspace of like, okay, you have to pick one. Like, no, you don't, (laughs) you don't, you don't have to pick one. Um, I'm not so bad now, but, um, yeah, that is a thing that I do. I especially do it if like, it's come up more often when I'm streaming because I don't tend to talk about other people to people, but I'll mention other people while I'm on stream because I'm, like, setting up context or something. And a lot of the time, I can't remember what someone's pronouns are. And because I only know them on Twitter, Mm. 
I, I don't have a preconceived notion of what their gender is. I just have to remember what their pronouns are because I've never yeah. met them. So then I'm just they theming everyone because I cannot remember <laughs> what anyone's pronouns are. Um, one thing I felt dysphoria about for a really long time was mm-hmm. uh, my hair. So, mm. like, when I was trying to be perceived as very feminine, I was quite literally obsessed with my hair. Like, if my mm. hair wasn't sitting right or if it got messed up from how I had styled it, it would, like, put me off for the whole day. I would be yeah. genuinely upset because now it doesn't look like how I wanted. And, like, now people are not viewing me the way I'm trying to be viewed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just very, like, very aware of what my hair was doing. And that's actually been like a a huge journey for me lately with uh, Mm. shaving my head. Um, I've been trying to do less with my hair because like, I was always so nervous about it. Like I, I would be that person who brought like a little pocket hair straightener. And if it got fucked up, I would run off to a bathroom and go fix it. (laughs) Yeah. That would be me. Um, And, like, not doing that has been very cool. Yeah. It's, it's been nice to just kind of, like, let it go. Yeah, I, I used like... to get a lot of dysphoria from my hair being very... Because um, I've always had long hair. I've had long hair since I was, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that used to bother me about it is that it would all be the same length and then it would go, like, flat on the top um, because it was long and heavy and it would pull all my hair down um and i wanted long hair but i didn't like the spaniel look that i was getting and it made me feel like i looked like a guy because it was like guy styled long hair um and more recently i figured out that if i just cut my fringe short it solves the problem <laughs> for me in my head and i look at my hair now and i'm like fam cool <laughs> and i've like sealed that that's done now i don't have to like constantly be worried about my hair because i know that even when it's a mess it's cut the way i like it which is kind of the big difference for me is that a lot of the time when i had long hair before i had to have it tied up the right way i had to have it like pushed up a a bunch to stop it from going flat um and now i don't have to do that which is like much easier because now i just have the haircut that i want instead of, like, trying to force the one that I used to have to work for me. I, I love the, uh, the waves and, like, curls you get in your hair. I, my hair is very wavy. It's very wavy hair. <laughs> the curls are very big. Lots of volume. I wonder if you put, like, a curling uh, mousse or something in it overnight, would it, like, get curlier? Could you get more volume? I could... I woke up... I think it was yesterday. If I go to bed with wet hair, I've got 11 out of 10 volume <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> it's like standing up on its own. It's just out. It's like a circle of hair around my head. It's nuts. Uh, I would like to just t- just get stupid with it. Because um, at one point in uni... I really, really, really wanted to cut my hair. And I thought, like, oh, I can't go to the hairdresser because they'll do it wrong. Because every time I'd ever been to a hairdresser, they did it wrong. Mm. Um, and I didn't like it. 
So I was like, I'll just start cutting my own hair. And then I was thinking like, well, it'll look like garbage. And then I thought, well, what if, you know, my hair is just always wacky? What if I just have weird hair now? That's like my thing. I just have weird hair. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I just like went to the bathroom, tied it up, lopped it off. And then I was like, great, weird hair. And then like one of my friends came back from being away and they were like, oh my God, when did you get your hair cut? And I was like, I cut it yesterday. And they were like, it looks perfect. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Because it's curly, I can just lop it off and it all goes to the same length. Because it all curls the same. So I have this amazing gift that I can just like hacksaw my hair off and it looks right. So (laughs) I've been doing it ever since. It is a gift. It's a gift and I'm (laughs) thankful for it. And every time I do it, I think that I've screwed it up. And then as soon as it dries, it's like, no, we're good. It's (laughs) self-leveling. My hair is like self-leveling hair. I had like long hair twice in my life. Like, and when I say long, I mean... I mean, like, what most people would probably consider mid-length. Like, it, it reached my chest, yeah. and that was about it. Yeah. Um, like, when I was a kid, I had it like that, and I eventually started getting it cut really short. Um, mm. And then when I, like, I went all through high school with, like, short, punky, emo kid hair, um, mm. and, like, various faux hawks. <laughs> Sick. Yep. Fuck That's, yeah. It was cool. That that was like, my hair was one of the only things that many people complimented me on. So that was another reason mm. I was very like particular about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then when I got to college, I like started doing half uh, head shaves, and then I actually did a full mohawk for a little while, and that was cool. That is um, cool. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I let it grow out. Uh, I kept it, like, above my shoulders for a really long time, and then in one of my last relationships, I was just kind of like, huh, I want to see how long I can grow my hair, and, like, (laughs) after it started going past my shoulders, I wrestled with myself for so long about cutting it, because I was just like, I hate it. Mm. (laughs) I hate it, but I want to see how how long I can get it. Yeah, I, I do. I, want, I do want to see how long I can get mine. But it was the fringe problem mm-hmm. that I was having, where I was like, "God, I, I just look like a spaniel." It's just so frustrating. <laughs> no. And then I just cut my fringe, and I was like, "Oh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> cool." And now I'm gonna grow out. Now that I've shaved my head and experienced uh, some very nice gender euphoria from mm. like the various stages of shortness and like it growing out. Um, Now I wrestle with like, but I want it to be like a little bit longer so I could dye it fun colors and not Mm. have it be, you know, bullshit to do every couple months because dyeing short hair is not on my to-do list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's too much upkeep and I'm not here for it. Um, Yeah. the, The thing that I did was I bleached my hair. And then I never did anything with it again. <laughs> and I just let it grow out and go 50-50. Like dark brown and then like light white blonde on the tips. It was great. I'll, I want to do it again. <laughs> but that, that was when I was doing my like, Fox is going to have wacky hair. That's going to be Fox's thing. Fox is going to have wacky hair. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, 
And I remember one of my housemates came downstairs with a hair that she had found in the shower. And she was like, look at this. And I was like, what, 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 what? And she was like, look, it's perfectly 50-50 blonde and brown. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I know. That's what my hair is. (laughs) I would do it again. I want to do it again. But it's expensive. Hair bleach is expensive. Hair shit's pricey. It is. I've spent so much money on hair shit over the years. Yeah, I could definitely do it. Because it's it's also a thing that gave me kind of gender euphoria because I was like, this is a thing girls do. Mm-hmm. Even though it isn't, it's just like a, you know, everyone dyes their hair. Everyone bleaches yeah. their hair. But in my my dumb little brain, my stupid little <laughs> gender lizard brain, <laughs> it was like, girls do this. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, girls do do it. That is correct. But everyone else does it too. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm uh... not wrong. You know, it's like it would be like me getting in the car and being like, "Girls drive." (laughs) (laughs) Going to the grocery store. Yeah, I did. I did have some some great gender euphoria from driving once because I I had to adjust one of my bra straps while driving, (laughs) and I was like, "This is it. This is the vibe. I'm (laughs) definitely doing this right. Yeah, this this is perfect." Because, you know, whenever, because one of the things with taking hormones for me is you psych yourself up to take them before you start, and then you start taking them, and then you get the, like, oh, God, am I, oh, should I be doing this? Like, um, is this actually going to make me feel any better, or am I just depressed, blah, 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 blah. And it's moments like that that make you think, no, 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 that this is right, I'm doing this right, because there are things that just make sense and i think that's kind of those are the bits of gender euphoria that stick with me mm-hmm. and not so much those like amazing like oh my god i'm wearing a dress for the first time but more like oh no 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 no, i am doing this right this is okay do you have uh, any more dysphoria stories that you want to talk about or do you want to we can go to done that one we've done that one done that one we just got creativity left yeah um I mean, you know, I had many outings when I was trying to present masks that were so Mm. dysphoric and, like, shitty Mm. and avoiding every public bathroom ever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When I was trying to present more masks, I had a Mm. lot of uh, dysphoria about my voice because, like, Mm. for a very long time, people would comment that, like, over the phone or in recordings, I sounded like a 12-year-old. And I was just like, oh... Thanks. This yeah. This is this is fine. Yeah, that's actually really rude to anyone. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted to hear. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I I was very dysphoric over my voice for a really long mm. time, and uh, I've just kind of settled on it now. It's just like it is, you know, like it is what it is. I wouldn't be mad if I like eventually did go on hormones and my voice got lower. I I would not be mad. Yeah. It's not something I'd say I need anymore to feel like comfortable or like Mm. something that I want for myself, but I wouldn't be upset. (laughs) Well, that's not very cis of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cisant of you. Um, Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, because I have 
this voice. So I've certainly never experienced picking up the phone and someone saying, you sound 12. Um, that's lit. Even when I was 12, that didn't happen to me. Because um, I growl and I've growled forever. It's just what I sound like. Um, and yeah, voice is a big thing. Um, it's a big deal. I think it's bigger than... Um, it's bigger than a lot of people might imagine it to be. And it's also a strange one because you can kind of condition yourself away from a voice you don't like just by accident. Yeah. Because um, I've always said, like, oh, I don't do voice training, and that's true, I don't. Um, but when I listen to recordings of me just a couple of years ago, when I was out, I sound completely different. Um. Because you hear yourself speak and you just stop doing the things that make you feel bad. It's true. You catch yourself doing something and you're just like, oh, mm -hmm. nope. And it's, it's one of those things that like actively pavlovs you into not doing things that you don't like anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it might be, uh, you know, because a lot of people have, um, you know, phrases they lean on a lot. Um, one of my favorite ones is Adam Savage says non-trivial all the time. Um, and me and my girlfriend have a game where every time we watch an Adam Savage video and he says non-trivial, one of us will say, take a shot. We don't take shots because we would be hammered all the time. But True. it's one of those things where once you notice, you stop doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and in another, another podcast, I mentioned that I tut sometimes before I start a sentence and when I listened to that podcast back I thought no I don't not anymore because <laughs> I hated it so much I stopped doing it <laughs> I haven't done that in forever <laughs> but that was um do you have because I have this problem where if I only know people online and I talk to them over discord calls they find it very difficult to gender me properly because of my voice. Uh, do you have any kind of experience with that? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Not as yeah. much uh, since I've, like, settled back into non-binary. Um, mm. Like, I feel like, honestly, and I, I've had this discussion with a few of my, like, um, AMAB non-binary friends. Hmm. There are not very many, just in general. Most non-binary folks seem to be AFAB, and in uh, a lot of, like, the memes that I see online, they're all, like, catering to one one aesthetic. The, like, fairy cottagecore, I like bugs. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they were talking to me, and like expressing frustration that they didn't know any other like AMAB non-binary people to relate mm. to or like anyone who didn't fit that fairy cottage core vibe. Mm. And, uh, you know, I can relate to them there, but, mm. but yeah. And like, that's, that's another thing. Um, I feel like online people are just kind of like, oh, okay, like they, them. All right. But if they, once they've seen a picture of me, mm -hmm. that changes. 
Yeah. Um, like, sometimes people are... People don't, like, catch it with voice. Like, a good example is um, some of uh, Meteor's friends when we first started mm-hmm. all gaming together, right? They, they would constantly yeah. say she for me, and I was just like, mm. um... It, it's they, you know, yeah. um, and that those, those, uh, like, <laughs> I'm stumbling on my words. Um, but like those perceptions of me were entirely based on just how I sounded and how I spoke. Mm. I found, <laughs> you know, going back to something I said earlier where I'm, predisposed to not make a fuss or a scene i really really struggle to correct people on my pronouns um especially on like big group discord calls like when we would play among us i could not do it like i can't do it it would stress me out so much um that i would just ignore it uh which is quite hard to do and it's very draining um it's very draining getting misgendered a bunch. Uh, but eventually I kind of got okay with it. And the thing that helps is when someone else corrects someone about your pronouns, it kind of yeah. gives you the agency to keep doing it. Because I remember media would do it for me a lot. Yeah. Um, because uh, media is one of those friends where I, I literally have no recollection of why we know each other. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> We just do, and it happened at some point, and I don't know why or when. <laughs> but I was out, I was definitely out as a trans woman at the time, because um, we haven't known each other for that long. Um, so he kind of had that kind of figured out already, that was kind mm-hmm. of done, uh, whereas a lot of his friends had never met me. Uh, but they're all very sweet. <laughs> I went on VR chat a while ago to one of uh, Media's worlds, and it was really sweet because everyone was like, "Oh, who's this?" And the media would be like, "This is Fox," and they'd be like, "Oh, hi, Fox." And then he would be like, "No, no, no, Fox from when we used to play Among Us." And then they would all like erupt. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's Fox! <laughs> and I was like, "Oh god, I don't remember who any of you are." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, God, I can't, I can't do VR chat, but that's that's another that's another story for another time. <laughs> I feel you on not being able to like call someone out on correcting them. It's yeah, I, it's... I find that I have an easier time doing it over like a voice call, but like if mm. we we're in person, I'm just gonna smile and nod and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I certainly. I would not do it in public, but that is because I live on Turf Island and I don't want to out myself like that. So (laughs) I don't use public bathrooms and I certainly would never correct anyone on anything they said about me in public. (laughs) Everything is just, "Mm mm-hmm, and then you leave. (laughs) Yeah, and then you leave and try not to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, move on. Yeah. Hmm. Do you want to do creativity? Sure. Now, the reason I put this in, uh, it's a bit of a non sequitur, but um, thanks. All I got from that was Vitti. Um, 
for the fucking marker. Thank you, Bluetooth keyboard. Was that I noticed that all of the people that I'm having on all make something um, just by chance. And I thought it would be a shame to not give an opportunity to talk about that. And I thought it might be a nice one to end on too if any of the recordings got a little bit heavy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I know a bit about what you do. You're an animator, correct? Uh, yeah, CG animator. So I, mm-hmm. like, use Maya. And... <laughs> 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 it sounds like you're hedging. It's like, no, 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 don't worry. I'm not a real animator. I just animate <laughs> with CG. Well, <laughs> when... When you constantly are introduced as animator and then people are like, oh, you must draw so much. I'm just like, no. I mean, that's that's <laughs> true as well. <laughs> I'm like, I did. I do draw sometimes yeah. <laughs> in my free time. Um, and you're an animator, so you don't have any of that. Not enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, um... You know, working in animation is cool. We're fighting really hard for unions up here because uh, we are mm. grossly taken advantage of. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, I can't, like, talk about it too much, but the show that I just finished working on mm. has a non-binary character in it, and Ooh. that makes me genuinely so happy. <laughs> that, that, is, they, that is nice. Yeah, they also use they, them pronouns, and, like... Mm. there's one there's a few there's a couple points in the show where like another character will misgender them and they just really coolly are like oh it's actually they them and like the other characters are just like all right cool (laughs) (laughs) like just very accepting just like all right yeah i'll use that yeah that's cool (laughs) it is it's nice that is cool because it's not it's not that like using them for pain thing it's yeah. more of a kind of realistic depiction of, you know, people walk up to non-binary people and just just with their whole chest, just guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and that is, that is what that's like. So it's not really, you know, that's cool because a lot of, you know, queer rep gets bashed for just being kind of like sadness porn. It's true. Uh-oh. Cough, the last of us, cough. <laughs> <laughs> and you love the last of us. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, um, but you know, like I also draw a lot in my free time and um, mm. like when I was uh, still figuring things out, art was a great way of um, like interpreting my feelings and mm. Also, sometimes giving myself gender euphoria. I, mm. I often would draw myself the way that I wished to be viewed rather than, like, the way I actually was. Mm. Um, so that was, that was like, very helpful to me when mm. I was younger. Um, even now, I've been playing around with, like, Tan's design a little more to, like, have a flatter chest and shorter mm. hair. <laughs> um, that's, that's been very euphoric as well. Yeah, and you know it's it's nice when you have a creative outlet and you can help yourself visualize yourself, yeah. or you can see yourself in what you're making. Um, 
To be clear, you're a furry artist, just in, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, majority, you're... yes. I did used to draw uh, humans, mm. and I still kind of doodle them, but like I haven't done any yeah. like big human you, art. You are not the no. only furry artist on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, and I talked to him about doing... Um, I asked, if I remember correctly, I asked, did you draw kind of outfits and like new characters just to kind of explore how you felt about you know different explorations of clothing and gender and you know how people kind of put themselves forward how they present um absolutely i i've definitely done some art with like tan in outfits that like i would like to wear or like that Mm. I think I would look good in wearing Mm. (laughs) um I do want to draw more art of them like in more outfits because I I feel like I've been trying to step out of my comfort zone with clothing a little more lately and yeah that's been both uh very cool and very terrifying (laughs) yeah yeah it is um (laughs) uh and I definitely have had like over the years uh multiple characters that definitely were like different expressions of Mm. style or like gender well like what i was trying to you know different vibes trying Mm. to get all the vibes yeah (laughs) see which one is the best cast a wide vibe net and catch as many vibes as you can pretty much (laughs) see which one uh like works the best for me Mm. Again, I'm operating at like 10%. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of something to ask you, but my brain is like, animation. <laughs> animation is pretty cool. Um, mm. You know. <laughs> um, it's pretty sick. It also sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's terrible and awful, but it's amazing. It's like... It's very twisted because, like, it, it's very draining and mm. at times quite soul-crushing to work on. <laughs> but uh, it's very cool seeing people's reactions to things. Like, um, mm. I worked on the second season of The Dragon Prince and uh, people hated the first season because of mm. the style of animation, right? They went for, like, that stepped kind of choppy style. Yeah. And I thought it looked very, great. Very contentious. Yeah. yeah. Um I remember everyone in the studio was so upset because uh like as we were finishing season 1, Sony released the trailer for that Miles Morales into the Multiverse movie and they were doing mm. like the same type of animation and we were just like, "No! <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be us." <laughs> um but then nobody liked it. Like, the first season got yeah. shat on so hard. And we were all just like, but why? It looks so good. We work so hard on it. Why do you not <laughs> like it? So so in season two, we, like, smoothed it a little bit more, but still kept it, like, trying to be the same feel. And people liked it a lot more. So we were just like, yeah. yay! Yay! Um, I've seen so many uh, Dragon Prince tattoos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that's something we talked about with this new uh, show that just finished. There's mm. something that's definitely going to be um, tattoo-worthy. And we're all just like, yeah. oh, please, no. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I finished... Um, I finished Beastars season two recently oh, and nice. that has um, a lot of animation on twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks kind of steppy. But they've got they've got some weird tricks in that one. Like I look some of it up and one of the fun little tricks that they've done, I don't know if you do this, but they have constant fixed lighting on the face. The lighting oh. on the faces don't change. The shadows don't move um, and they're always the same. And I didn't notice it at all through two seasons <laughs> i just didn't clock it but it's that part of particularly 3d animation now i find very interesting the like little tricks to make things not look realistic but look right to make things sit together properly so that nothing pokes out at you yeah the length we go is is vast <laughs> Mm. It's, it's long um <laughs> like different shows have different quality levels too like i could totally yeah. see each character for Stars having their own lighting for the face because of that like comic book manga yeah. style they're going for and it looks great um i just watched both episodes of uh marvel's new animated show what if oh yeah i haven't seen that yet the the art style in that looks amazing. It's mm. another one of those like three D shows that's trying to look two D. Mm. Uh, that's become like a, a really recent trend in the last few years, and I'm here for yeah. it. I think yeah, I it like all it. looks great. Yeah, <laughs> and those rigs are so interesting to play with and like yeah. look at. Um, even the shows I'm working on, like the rigs now compared to shows that I worked on maybe, like, three or four years ago, um, mm. leaps and bounds. Like, yeah. the amount of things these rigs can do now is insane. Yeah. One of the, the, one of the things that stuck out to me about Beastars Season 1 when I first watched that was the fact that there were multiple people acting in one shot. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone would be talking and someone else in the scene would be reacting at the same time. So it was, like, kind of too much for my brain because I was in that, like, watching animation mode. It's like watching anime where you're, like, you know, when one person is talking, it's just them talking. No one else is really doing anything. Yeah. But, like, they even do, like, split-screen stuff where, like, two characters are doing things at the same time. And it's like, whoa, that's so much work. (laughs) (laughs) But they have, they have like, I'm preaching to the choir here. I'm sure you already know this. Um, they have um, facial capture stuff. And they, that studio in particular have a ton of things that they've done just to make it faster, just so that they can animate quicker mm-hmm. um, and just make more, which is, you know, it's one way of doing it. It's quite cool. But it, uh, I think it was a... Th- they made the ring for the the ring, the rig for the main character, and then basically just like copy pasted it onto the others and then tweaked from there. Um, we do that a lot too. Yeah. Um, like certain uh, characters, if they're similar enough, we'll just 
reuse them. Like, uh, the last show I worked on had twin characters, so they were essentially mm. the same rig, just, like, with different hair and clothes. Yeah. You know, it was a fun one that I watched. It was a, li- a little video on um, how the clothing tech works in Hotel Transylvania movies. Because uh, those movies are 3D, yeah. but they're animated in the style of, like, older cartoons where the characters change shape a lot. Yeah, a lot of squash and stretch and, like, yes. very slapstick. Yeah, and they were having an issue where they were using cloth sims, but they were just breaking all the time because the yeah. character would just completely change shape. Yeah. Um, between just be a couple hard. frames. <laughs> and, like, yeah, they had to, like, develop a system that would automatically, like, sh- like squash and stretch the clothing <laughs> as well. Very cool. <laughs> it was a really interesting cool. video. It's like um, when Tangled came out, I remember reading an article that was saying that, like, Disney animators made their own script for, like, how her hair should move. Yeah. Because <laughs> they did, they did a, ton, a ton of work on snow as well for yeah. Tangled. Because that's all, like, it's somewhere between a fluid sim and a particle sim. So it's, mm-hmm. like... A lot of tweaking to get like the kind of snow that you want, um, which is really interesting. But a lot of, you know, like every Disney or Pixar movie has some kind of like brand new thing in it that they had to develop just for that one movie. Um, And a lot of special effects companies are like that. Like, um, yeah, you gotta show off the new thing. Like, look yeah. at what we can do now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh, what is that New Zealand special effects company? I've completely forgotten. Weta. Weta. The, the original Weta guys invented Photoshop because they needed a program that did that. Mm. Um, and that's so special effects, guys. Just be like, oh, God, I just need a program that does this. I <laughs> guess I'll fucking code it myself. <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts. They really, they really make the world go round. Animators and special effects people just making up software because yeah. they need it for this one thing, and then just keeping it in the on the back burner until they need it again. It's it's always really interesting when I try to explain to someone like what I do because when mm. like oh, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Interestingly, one of the most frequently asked questions I get when mm. I'm like let's say I've like sat someone down to watch an episode of something I worked on. Right. And I'm, you know, I've pointed out, okay, like from here on, this is what I have done. Mm. The frequently asked question is just like, Oh, which character did you animate? And it's like uh, Mm. all of them, (laughs) all the ones you see on screen right now until I say, uh, like, until I say stop uh, all of it. People seem to think that like one animator just animates one character, and it's like yeah, no, one yeah, no. one animator gets assigned to a character. Yeah, and they're just like I mean, some movies do that that like the they'll have like teams for one character. Yeah, but it's it's a team. It's not like one dude. And, and even then, I promise those are not the productions I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm working on like. Normal TV, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is it's simultaneously frustrating and fun when someone asks you what you do and you're like, uh, like yeah. how much 
about computers do you understand? <laughs> yeah. How much you, about yeah. this industry do you understand? Yeah. How magic <laughs> do you think movies are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long do you think it takes for a movie to be made? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, are you the kind of person that would send me an out-of-focus video and ask me to fix it? Are you one of those? <laughs> No, pretty much everything I've done my entire life has been perceived as magic by people. Yep. <laughs> like, regardless of what it is, like, blender art, music, video editing, all of it, people are just like, oh, I guess you just think about it and it happens. And I'm like, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what happens. I'd love... You know, I'd love to have an opportunity one day for someone to be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's that's pretty simple. And then to just sit them in front of Blender. Yeah, you know. And be like, go on then. Do you get it now? <laughs> so I've actually had an opportunity similar to that. It wasn't quite as sweet because it was with my little brother. And, like, mm. he doesn't understand a ton of things as is. Yeah. <laughs> he's, that's not to say he's dumb. He's just young. Just um, a kid. Yeah. yeah, he's still just young. Um, but I, like, have you seen a graph editor for animation? I am familiar that, with that because Blender has one. Okay. Uh, for anyone who does video editing, it's a lot like keyframing, but then you also can edit the way that it moves between the keyframes. It's kind of like that. It's magic. Um, yeah, it's fun magic, <laughs> and it looks wild. <laughs> yeah, so my little brother uh, came into my room while I was working, like, a few weeks ago, and every now and then he'll just kind of, like, peep over my shoulder and be like, what you doing? And I'll be like, eh, mm -hmm. you know, don't look at the screen. <laughs> you can't look at this one part of the screen, dude. Um, but I showed him what the graph editor was, because he was like, man, it must be so easy making cartoons. And I was like, oh, yeah, look at this. And he's like, like, just pure confusion, like zero mm. idea what he's looking at. And I'm just like, what do you do with that? <laughs> and, and he's like, I, I don't know. And, I, and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's making like, cartoons isn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I remember when I was in college and I saw the, the graph editor for the first time, I noped out of the graph editor so hard for such a long time. Like, even in my yeah. professional career, I was just like, this, I don't understand. And then one studio I worked at was just, like, adamant that you needed to have a, a graph editor window open at all times so you could be, yeah. like, using that while you worked. And yeah from then on it made sense and now I always have it open and I can like yeah. read it and understand <laughs> yeah the for me that was always code as soon as anyone is like okay so now we're gonna type in I'm like nope we're not yeah. we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do any coding thank you <laughs> but no I, I'm lucky because everything I do is kind of timeline based so like already just looking at the graph editor in blender I'm like okay yeah Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, all right. And not that anything I do is anywhere near as complex as what you do, but what, at least when I look at it, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get what that means. The graph Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, even, even music production has an equivalent. It's just referred to as automation. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's the same thing. It's just like per track. And you can automate anything you want and have it change value over time. It's the same thing. It's just called a different thing. And then in in video editing, it's called keyframing. And again, it's just the same thing. <laughs> it's just called a different thing. I should really ask people for help instead of just teaching myself how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I started doing Blender art because I was like, I need album covers. I, I, don't, I don't do art. I was like, I should just make them. I won't ask any of my art friends to do it. <laughs> I'll just do it myself. I was like, oh, I need to edit this video. I don't know how to do that. Well, better figure it out. Better learn. Yeah. Yeah, learning is fun. Don't don't let school ruin it for you. Learning is fun. You just have to give a shit. True. School makes it really hard. School does make it really hard. (laughs) School is like give a shit hard mode. Okay, we have covered all of the segments. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Uh, not really. Okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> I can't, like, I'm not, I'm not taking art commissions right now, so, I, like, I don't want to plug my art and people be like, mm. oh, I want to buy some. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because the the other artist I had on, I was like, do you want to plug things? And he was like, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Fair. Yeah, but yeah, I'll ask you again um, when stuff goes out, because I'm going to ask everyone. um, Sure. Because I forgot to ask some people while (laughs) recording. Um, But yeah, that's fine. Uh, But I will will ask you again when I'm done editing and... I can make no comment on when that will be. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No idea. I have no fucking clue. Um, Yeah, if if you're happy, uh, then we can be done here if you'd like. Sure. Do you need to count down again or can we just end the recordings? No, you can just end the recordings. Okay.